When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Leroy. Welcome to Diddy Hi. TV. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having us. Oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, it was just a wonderful performance. It was great having you in the studio today. Thank and you. we just wanted to take some time to chat and Thank get to know a little bit more about you. Um, All right. Fire away. I'm, I'm ready. I hear you have some good stories. I, I, told I may. Me I may. But I come from a long line of storytellers. My, both my mother and father, as you know, in the South, we say visiting. Visiting, and, yeah. right. Everyone has to come over and have a piece of pie and tell a few stories, That's right? That's it. It's, 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 it's a way of life, isn't it? And you're from Texas originally, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you grew up on a ranch in Texas? I did. I what did. was that like? Hard work. But I loved it. And it set me up for being a hard worker. Uh, having family values. I know that sounds really square, but that's really who I am. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, I, and, and I was really grateful. And also, I think it helped me with my writing because my brother was four years younger than me. My sister was two years younger than me. So I had my horse when I wasn't working for my dad. And I mean, even before I could really touch, I mean, they would let me drive the old truck that we carried to haul the hay when my legs were just still, they'd put it in granny gear, you know, and then just steer it you know and did that many summers you know until i could get out and throw hay with the rest of the men yeah so and your dad though was also a musician right he was and he played with uh the likes of bob wills yeah bob and my dad were lifelong friends uh we spent many christmases with the wills family founder of western swing yes 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 as a matter of fact being a fiddler i will tell you bob promised me one of his fiddles, and danged if he didn't make sure that I got it. So uh, Merle ended up with one. Haggard, um, Merle Haggard ended up with one. Jody Nix ended up with another. He was the other kid singer that sang with Bob, other than me. And it was never formal. You know, it was like impromptu. As everything was with Bob. Everything was impromptu. But uh, it's like a holy grail, you know. We'd set it up in the studios when we were recording albums and uh, make shrines out of it, making sure that all the good vibes would be coming our way. We were around some, obviously, some greats, even mm-hmm. as a kid. When did you pick up the guitar and decide, oh, this is what I want to do? Because you're, you're on the ranch and doing other things, and there has to be that moment where you say, hmm, maybe I could have a career in music. Well, as, as you know, um, playing, being in the music business... Uh, playing music's not hard. It's getting there. And right. uh, so, but being, I, I remember going to a dance in Fort Worth. My dad, we were staying with Bob and Betty, and we drove. Uh, I, I would not let Bob and Dad leave the house without me. I would just throw a fit. And we, we drove down to the bowels of this building where the, they were holding this dance. And I remember... They had blue lights up on the stage, and they were hit. The blue lights were hitting those big white hats, 
and the fiddles and the women were all dancing and like this. And I went, all dolled up. Why? <laughs> yes, all dolled up. And I was thinking, why do I want to be with those old hairy-legged boys out there on the ranch working hard when I could be doing this? You're a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an interesting life, that's for sure. So uh, in the uh, early 90s, you put out a, a couple of records, and uh, you were lucky enough to have some very big hits. And mm -hmm. what was it like to hear your song on the radio and for the first time as a musician? I can only imagine how great and wonderful that would be. You know, so people, it is validating. You know, my mom and dad lived long enough to, to see the beginning of, of that. And I lost them soon thereafter, but they got to see me on TV. They got to see me do Austin City Limits, and they got to see me do Tex Texas Connection. Um, and, and I think for, for a child whose, whose aspirations were such as ours were, um, it was incredibly important for our parents to see that. Now, I think they would have felt the same way about us kids anyway. Whatever but, you did, but it's, mm -hmm. they want to see you grow and bloom and do your thing and be happy. Yes, they, they, and that was, that, was very, that was an important little chapter. And that I hope for every artist that they get to have a time in their career when they do see their records on the charts and they do hear the records on the radio and see their videos on TV. Uh, of course, you know the music business has changed so much. Dramatically. Dramatically. And I think, uh, I mean, what we're doing here today is, is great. I think um, we spent some time last night watching Diddy TV and loved it and really didn't realize the depth of, of what you guys have been doing over here. And I am a fan forever. I can tell you that right well, now. We're I love a fan it. of yours forever. It's a mutual admiration society. We love what we're doing. We feel like we're giving a platform for all sorts of artists that have real talent. And there's a, a real thirst for people uh, that listen to music to discover new artists mm -hmm. and people they, they aren't being spoon fed. No, no. It, you're, what you're doing is providing a, a platform for them to be heard and for the folks to hear something new and not be spoon fed. Right. I, boy, I tell you, some, some, some of those records were hard to make because if you didn't really believe in everything, I was really lucky because most of the time I believed in it and I never had to put out a single that I didn't want to. Or you felt wasn't really representative who, mm -hmm. of who you were as an artist, for Cause, example. Exactly, because the bad news is that if, if it's a hit, then you're stuck playing it for a long, long time. <laughs> I know. And there, <laughs> was, so there was one that I never really liked, and it went to number one. Ugh. And the week that it was, I was so defiant that um, the week that it went number one, I wouldn't play it. And I was on the road with Hank Jr., opening shows for Hank Jr., 10,000 people. And I wouldn't play my new hit. Just, you know, that young angst that, yes. gets, that kept me yes. in trouble most of the time. Um, but looking back on it now, I still wouldn't play it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't. No. You're mm -hmm. like, I still wouldn't go there. No. no. Mm -hmm. I'm still the same guy. So you also write songs, mm -hmm. obviously, for yourself and for other people. Mm -hmm. And in 2011, you were inducted into the Texas Heritage Songwriter Hall of Fame. 
Is that a correct? mouthful. Isn't it? I know it is a mouthful. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. am I going to remember this correctly? Um, but but there are some really big names mm-hmm. that you're alongside. There are Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, uh, Guy Clark, for yes, example. Yes, my um, sweet guy. So I'm yeah, a lot. What was what was that moment like? Being, as you a know, songwriter, because that's almost about, that's that's a r- the real art, right? It's it is the songwriting. It, it it was validation, in and of itself. Uh, the um, um, first of all, there there I felt like there were people who were a lot more deserving than me, uh, but you know that they didn't see it that way. They 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 made sure that they wanted me in there, and I've been a good I've been a good mm, alumni type for them. Um, and and represent the the brand well uh, because we in Texas it's a little bit different as you know we don't really follow a a path um, if if we feel like we're on a path we'll jump off of it and hit the goat trail you know it's just we just don't like to do that and it's hard to organize anything in Texas so having a having a songwriters hall of fame with a bunch of Texans is a miracle and I think. The board being the wonderful people, wonderful people on the board. It was really started by Daryl K. Royal, our, our, of course, the legendary uh, Texas Longhorn football coach. Right. And uh, when Willie first went back to Texas from Nashville and went, I'm going to put a flag right here. And Austin was still a little town then. Uh, I was living there. And it was... Amazing how that. big it's gotten. Oh, I Amazing. know. I know we're there all the time, and it's 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 like you don't want to leave the inner sanctum to get on the outskirts because right. you might not get back. But, um, yeah, Daryl made sure that people were aware of, hey, look, these songs don't just come out of nowhere. These songs are these songs are out of the dreams and the hopes. And, and trying, you know, some folks like Sonny Throgmorton, who's I've just – think of that whose nickname's Puddin and we, we we just love Puddin to death. There's a story there somewhere. There is. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Uh yeah. Puddin and I our, our our hotel caught on fire one night. That's a whole nother story. I won't tell you why. Uh <laughs> <laughs> were you the cause of it? <laughs> no, 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 but I got out of there and so did he. Uh it didn't burn to the ground or anything. But we did have a fire. Mm-hmm. So anything's happened anything's like likely to happen on the Texas Heritage Songwriters Hall of Fame weekend, which we just got through doing two weeks ago. And it's always just a ball. We get to see people. I got, we had a picture was going around with my dear friend Rodney Crowell and uh, Joe Ely and uh, Radney Foster and myself. And it's just strange that I've known these men my whole life, pretty much. I played with Joe when he came back from England playing with the clash and he all of a sudden they come back and their hair's slicked back and they're playing everything in E and real fast and we're open for Linda Ron said I'm 22 three years old and I'm like this is not playing the Roman on Monday night you know this is this was is she awesome time. I just have to know because I'm a big fan she was unbelievable just when you thought like if I ha- if I sung like the way she did that first night we were out there and we were in the desert too most of that time. We were anywhere from Southern California all the way into New Mexico. So you know how hard it is to yes. sing out there in that dry air. Of course, she's from Tucson, 
Or and the so, elevation. Yeah, and the elevation too. Oh, wonders yeah. to your voice, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> but I would think she's not going to be able to talk tomorrow, much less thing, and she would be better. And then night after night after night was like that. She's a freak of nature, and yes, she was. I thought she would fall madly in love with me. Luckily, she didn't. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't even get close to her, honestly, since she had this big bodyguard. So that didn't work out. I can out. only imagine, yes. Yeah. She's Linda Ronstadt. She is Linda Ronstadt, yeah. Nice lady, though. So you have a signature, signature guitar mm-hmm. as well, um, a gold See, it's right over here. It's right there. Let me see that guitar. It's right there, Amy. This this one right over here. here. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's right behind you. As we say in Texas, if it's snaking, it bit you. There you go. Yeah. Don't you a guitar player? I'm not a guitar player. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not. But I want you to tell me about it because I was going to give it to you, but (laughs) I want to get. Oh no, I am. I am a guitar (laughs) player. No, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's. I remember the first time I saw Les Paul. I thought, I'll never be able to own one of those. And now I are one. So there you go. You, you I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine. It was great. Uh, Gibson was very helpful. How did that come about? Did they just call you or did you call them? Well, How does that work? you know, uh, I'd worked with them as a sort of an ambassador at NAMM shows and things of that nature. And here in Memphis, actually, uh, we, uh, when it was still the uh, Handy Awards, and the, uh, we would play at the Memphis, at the uh, Showcase, or whatever the name of it was, over. Bill on, Street Music Festival, yeah. or? Well, it was, at the time, it was the Handy Awards. And oh, so, the Handy Awards. And I think now it's called something else. But uh, afterwards, after the thing that would happen over in the hotel somewhere big there's a lot of people there Harold Stovall was part of it back then um, we would my band would go over set up at the uh, at the Gibson showcase or whatever the name of it was and we backed everybody up I'm talking Ruth Brown I'm talking uh, Pine Top Perkins you know and the young guys too like like Kim Wilson and Jimmy Vaughn and those guys so it was just a dream come true. And, and so Gibson realized, that I think, that they could, they could count on me to carry, that, carry the brand and, and handle myself in such a way. And I guess they liked the way I played, too. So um, they let me know, said, we think it's time for you to have your own signature guitar. And the king of the slide on. guitar? It was beautiful. Thanks. So... In 2006, you put out an album, and then um, you took a break. Mm-hmm. And just recently, you in 2017, you put out Midnight Believer. Mm-hmm. And what was the break all about, and what creatively sort of brought you back to a place where you wanted to put out another album? Well, the music business was changing. Uh, that we have established. But also, I was... Um, um, I, I had a son. I have a, I have big kids, 37 and 33, and a 10-year-old granddaughter. And then I have Jack, and Jack's six. And I was gone so much of the time mm. when the kids were the big kids were little, and I just wasn't going to let that happen with Jack. Uh, and uh, so I became very, uh, I, I became des- domesticated, and uh, I just became dad. Stayed at home. Yeah. 
were dad and did all the dad things. And did all the dad. I still do all the dad stuff, and and it's it's still my favorite job to do. He, he's a really easy kid, and he's a really sweet kid. He's got a big heart, and all my children are, are wonderful. But they, they all have their gifts, you know. And Jack's just one of those pumpkins. You just love him so much, and so. But you know what? After uh, he went to kindergarten just about the time Midnight Believer came out. So we hit the road. He's in kindergarten. And his mom, who lives there in Nashville, she took, she picked up the reins, and, and I went on tour for a long time. <laughs> so who's on the album uh, besides mm. you? Who plays on it? Um, well, my band uh, for many, many years uh, was uh, Kevin McKendry, who's played here with John Hall. Mm -hmm. I mean, John Oates. John Oates, yep. Uh, I bet, but you know, that awesome piano player that you hear. Um, a lot of the people who play with me play with Delbert McClinton. Mm -hmm. Our musics are similar in some ways. Blue-eyed soul singers, right. as we are. Um, and uh, there were uh, the guests. We really had, there weren't any guests except for a very important group of fellas, the Fairfield Four. And they have been in and around Nashville for over 100 years. And one group of guys or another. And and they played on the Sunny Days song? Was that yes. Sunny Days song? Yeah, the on Keep On Walking part. Sunny Days. And Sunny Days was just one of those songs that came very quickly. It was like it was just up there and waiting to be written. And I just grabbed it with my friend Greg Barnhill who wrote every single song on this record with me. That's I like never the lyric happened. about the rain. Yes. S say that lyric out loud because I can't remember exactly how it goes, but. Um, that the, well, the rainy days are, are, make the flowers grow, and that's yes. all right with me because yes. there's going to be sunny days, stormy days. Yeah. I, I, I read that it was hard for you to oh. sing it at oh. first. Oh, yeah. I always wonder how you get through that because I have some songs I've, I sing to that I, I want to cry myself when I sing them. So it's really hard. It was. As a performer, I'm sure that's really I, 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 hard to get through sometimes, sometimes. it still gets me. But I had a, an engineer that was r rather young and Canadian. And, um, you know, I cry at card tricks anyway. <laughs> so uh, I'm in... But this is gorilla recording. I'm in my oldest son's bedroom with Mike and Hung, and and he's in the control room, which is like Mama's good furniture room that you never got to go in. Or if you has the plastic up, on it, yeah, plastic right. on it. And if you pick up a candy out of the dish, the whole all the the you know the whole right, thing it's all goes stuck together. It, yeah. Right, of course. Been there since Christmas of '63, uh, but <laughs> but. Um, He's in there, and he can't figure out why I keep cutting out. And he goes, you all right, man? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. He goes, is something wrong with the mic? I said, no, there's nothing wrong with the mic. And we went back and forth. But he's, he's 25, you know. He's, he's, he, he, does, he hadn't lived long enough, but what that song's about. To make everything cry. To make yes. you cry at everything, I'm sorry, yeah. And I finally had to go out there, and I said, brother, if you live as long as I have and you survive everything I've survived, you will cry too when you hear this song. Well, it is it is a, a beautiful song. Thank you. A beautiful song. 
And I just wanted to thank you again for coming and wish you the best with the album. Thanks, Amy. And uh, uh, can't wait to get the performance out there for everyone to see. Yeah, I um, love your. I, I love what y'all are doing. This is fantastic. Keep tuning in, folks. I'm telling you, this well, is this is hip and. And happening. promise me you'll come back. Oh, I'd love to. Love okay. to. We'll bring the whole band next time. Alrighty. All right. Thanks. thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.